everybody you're listening to the Rope Podcast with Fox and Maya. Thanks for supporting the show. This is a show with adult content, so if you're not of legal age where you live, then turn off now. This podcast is about rope bondage. Rope bondage is edge play with inherent risk, and we strongly recommend you get proper training and listen to our episode zero on safety and consent in rope before attempting it. Find it at the top of our FetLife page, Rope Podcast. I am Fox the Rigger and she is Maya the Rope Bottom. We have been rope partners for about five years from our house in Bangkok, Thailand. Today's episode is sponsored by Friction Live. Friction Live offers a variety of king classes centered around rope and things you can do to complement your rope. You can follow along from the comfort of your living room or your kitchen or your bedroom or wherever. And you can attend the class live or view it recorded at your convenience. Check them out on frictionlive.ca. Awesome. And today, folks, we are doing one of our rope focus episodes on the ebby tie. That's going to make me hungry, Maya. And why is that? What does that ebby tie mean? I'm pretty sure that in Japanese, ebby means shrimp. You know, like those ebby tempura, like those nice little uh, fried shrimp things. They're really delicious. I think so. Mm-hmm. So wait, how does uh, the ebby relate to a shrimp? Excellent question, Maya. <laughs> I think the relationship is slightly tenuous. Okay. But the ebby tie is a tie where the person is folded over and their feet are near their face. Okay. If you can picture that. And so I guess if you look at a shrimp, it kind of has its feet near its head, except I'm not sure if shrimps have feet. I mean, they do, but what we see as the shrimps is actually like the back flipper things. Okay, so it's an intense forward fold. (laughs) Let's move away from crustaceans for a second. (laughs) It's an intense forward fold. The person is usually cross-legged, right? That's Yeah, I would say typically the person being tied is cross-legged and the ankles are tied together and then they are folded over, folded forward quite intensely. So the person, not the ankles. Not the shrimp. Yeah. The person. Okay. So you're bent at the hips and your head ends up close to your feet. So yeah. you can either uh, bring the neck down to the feet or mm-hmm. you can bring the feet up to the neck. Yeah, that would be valid as long as you like basically bend the person squish in the half person, and yeah. squish them. Okay. So it's less about the ties you use this one than the position the bottom ends up in, right? I would say so. You can probably achieve that position in many different ways. Okay. So tell us about the tie from um, the, the tying point of view. All right. Personally, I find it quite easy to tie, which is nice. Um, it's a very efficient tie in terms of how much effect you get for the amount of effort you put in as a rigger. It's quite quick and easy to put someone in an ebby position and then it's going to do a lot most of the time. Okay, so they, I'm going to say once more to describe it, but we're also going to have pictures. I think this is an episode <laughs> we're looking at one of the accompanying pictures. It's a is very good idea. Uh, it's a foundational seminar where tie. Mm-hmm. So they sit cross-legged, you bend them over, you tie the ankles, and then you hook a rope, that same rope that you've tied on the ankles around the neck of the bottom, and you pull it down. Yes, so that they're... would be one pretty classic and easy and quick way to do it. So let's talk a bit about what you said very quickly, you called it a foundational seminar tie. So probably we should explain what seminar is. Sure, Can, can you say it. more about that? Well, I think we have an episode on it, don't we? Okay, Actually, maybe well, we don't. 
Well, we will <laughs> if we don't already. All right. So in a few words, Maya, what is semenawa? Uh, it's painful rope, torture okay. rope. Okay. So it is indeed a position you see a lot in this type of play or movie or performance or whatever, because when you leave someone in that position for a long time, it's usually going to cause discomfort. Right? Absolutely. I can confirm. You can uh, testify to that. I really can. All right. Uh, one note in terms of how you tie it, it's true that you can get the rope behind the neck to pull the head down. Sometimes that can be a bit hard on the neck. So if you want to reduce the risk or you're playing with someone who has a bit of a more vulnerable neck, one thing you can do is go grab behind the chest. For instance, if you have a chest harness on or a TK or what have you, you can go grab the back stem of that harness and pull that down instead, which will distribute the pressure slightly differently. Yeah. And it's often paired with other tires, right? This, this Ebi is used all kinds of things. So I've seen hands behind the back, so mm -hmm. strapados. It's mostly going to be paired with hands behind the back because if you put the hands in front, when you fold the person in half, then there's no room for the Honestly, my there. boobs get in the way. So how do you manage the boobage situation with Ebi's mind? <laughs> I squish them together slightly so they go between my legs. Okay, well, it seems to do the trick for you. <laughs> so anyway, uh, and an agora, like there's often an agora, right? That's true, Maya, because the heavy tie is one where the bottom is in a cross-legged position. It's a good place to use an agora tie if you want to. It's also often mixed with a strapado, for instance, which you can use to intensify the bend forward because you can lift the wrist or lift the arms to create a lever which is something to use um, with parsimony i would say i would say so yeah so difficulty level uh you've talked a bit about for the rigor it's um easier i would say it's easier although you have to be perceptive and be careful how much intensity you give to your bottom in that position. Right, because the difficulty level for the bottom, I think, is different. What are I would very much agree. I think yeah, if you're going to make it intense, if you're going to bend the person a lot, and if you intend to leave them in that position for a longer time, especially, it is quite difficult for most bottoms. Yeah, yeah. And when you add in different versions, like a suspension, things get a lot more difficult, both sides. Uh, yeah, that's true. You can also suspend the Ebi, and personally, I find that quite beautiful. Uh, in particular, you can go see Rigor Odyssey's profile, who we interviewed in episode 93, and he quite seemed to like Ebi ties in suspension. I think some of his photos of that look amazing. Okay. So, Maya, you have been in Ebi ties a few times in your lifetime. I have, yeah. Can you describe the feeling as a person in the rope a bit? I think... Um... How you describe it as as uh, really cooking the bottom is cooking a good the one. shrimp. <laughs> um, it's one of those ties which I'm quite flexible. So at first it feels quite easy, mm -hmm. but then over time it gets harder and harder, and you have that kind of slow strain uh, until eventually it kind of burns. Mm -hmm. um, it's a bit of a geological tie. It's like time, temperature, mean? and oh. pressure. <laughs> okay, um, I have a slightly dodgy hip. Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes that's my first point of failure. Mm -hmm. uh, not that we use the word failure, but if... Um, if something's going to make you tap out. You yeah, mean. then probably it's going to be my hip. But if we stay in the Ebi a long time, then eventually my neck really gets tired because that's definitely 
a point of vulnerability for me as well. Mm. Uh, and you can't really move um, as a bottom, so it's quite vulnerable. You can sort of rock from side to side if you try, mm -hmm. <laughs> but not much else. Uh, from a suspension perspective, I find it crazy difficult. And we'll talk about a couple of scenes later on where we've done it, but I find it very tiring, like really tiring. So why do you find AB suspension difficult? Uh, because your feet uh, are often hanging off your neck. Yeah, so the okay. full weight of the lower half of your body is potentially pulling on your neck and gravity is a bitch. So a lot of pressure on the neck is what yeah. you find difficult. Yeah, and it's really tiring. All right. So we've talked a bit about the risks, but Fox, what else um, do you feel the safety considerations we need to think about? All right. First of all, let's think of flexibility. So as we know, different individuals will have completely different flexibility profiles And some people will be able to do the forward fold super easily. And for some people, it's going to be super hard. So that's something to keep in mind. And for yet other people who are hypermobile, they will be able to do it really deeply, but it's potentially dangerous for them to do so. So it's a tie where it's, I think, a good idea to explore your partner's flexibility and decide how far you're going to take them into the bend depending on what you find. Yeah, just because they can go that far forward doesn't mean they should. Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned having pain in your hip when you do an EBITI. And I think looking into the joint pain can be important. It's not usually a type of pain that is recommended to push very far. Mm. Joints can be fragile in some cases. And if you injure them, they're a bastard to heal up. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, rope around the neck has some inherent risks. So what do we need to look out for there? Well, we want to look out for choking hazards. Uh, also, your venue might just not allow rope around the neck at all, in which case you need to do something different. And the cervical spine, which in layman's terms is the back of your neck, Uh, is quite a delicate and critical body part. Like you've got a lot of very important nerves going through there. The bones are not as sturdy as lower in the thoracic spine, for instance. So yeah, you want to be careful about injuring that, especially if you have any kind of jerky movement as part of the scene. That's uh, definitely something to look out for. Yeah, you can also get... Um... Hot, like feel really hot as the mm -hmm. bottom and have difficulty breathing because you're squashing or crushing the bottom abdomen and so you're restricting the breathing and that has the potential if you leave them long enough to lead to abdominal exhaustion and then they can't breathe yeah so while it's less likely you need to look out for it and also if they pass out in that tie you, you know if they're um have a blindfold on, you might not actually notice. They might just look really relaxed. So mm. you really need to keep an eye on them and be careful. Don't ever leave them alone. And if you feel that their like stressed, physical stress level is passing what you consider or you've negotiated as acceptable, um, get them out of it. Absolutely. And I would say in my experience, not too many people look super relaxed. <laughs> In a shrimp tie. Okay. So if they look too relaxed, definitely that might be a red flag. I would recommend having a cutting tool handy for any kind of tie. But this is one where having the cutting tool ready to cut the rope between the feet and the neck or the feet and the back, depending on how you do it, can be super critical if someone is on the verge of passing out. 
Yeah. Um, another thing is that you can all, this is going to sound a bit crazy, but you can also flip them onto their back mm-hmm. um, because that will actually give them the ability to put their head back. And if they've got a lot of pressure on this neck, if they're on the back and you help them, then that, that actually might relieve some of the pressure. Okay. And it's also a good position for sexy times if you do that. <laughs> hey guys, this is Fox coming in for a short break. Listeners like you make this podcast possible. We want to continue making this podcast for you for a long time. And to do that, we need your support. Please go to ropepodcast.com to buy rope video lessons from experts so we get a small commission on your purchase at no extra cost to you. In addition, a really great way to help us is donating on Patreon. A one-time amount or a monthly pledge that can be as little as the cost of your morning coffee makes a big difference to us. And you will gain cool perks like behind-the-scenes photos and the ability to vote on future podcast topics. Go support us on ropepodcast.com because you love rope too. So how can we use the Ebby tie? I think it's a good tie if you want to reduce your bottom into a small and cute little package. Or pancake, as I like to say. (laughs) Package sounds cuter than pancake. I mean, I've seen some really cute pancakes. They have like those special fluffy pancakes that come with uh, so it it? Can be, marshmallow. I don't want to be a fluffy pancake. Right. So it can be kind of objectifying if they're Definitely. in that little package. And mm-hmm. we talked about you tipping them from side to side and then really not being able to do anything. Yeah, because I think it's a body shape that is not very natural for a human to be in. Hmm. And as a result, when you see a person in that body shape, they look less like a person. Okay, interesting. And as you said, um, if you turn them in the right way, then they're very exposed and vulnerable Mm -hmm. for the sexy times. It is a tie that can afford very good access to the genitals and to the butt due to the position on the legs, which is one of the main reasons why I like that tie so much. And if you move them around, the person around, then just make sure you're even more careful because the more you move the person, the more the risks increase. Of course. And obviously being, as you said, one of the core Semenawa positions, it's really good for people who enjoy torture rope and sadomasochism in general. Okay, and so how how would that work? Like there's the position itself that's very tiring and difficult. Mm-hmm. The way supposedly it was used in torture in feudal Japan, and I have no idea if that story is apocryphal or not, I'm not a rope historian, uh, is that they would put people in that position that's difficult to sustain and then threaten them about how long they were going to stay in that position. And obviously, the longer you stay in it, the more difficult it becomes. So you can, in a scene, play with the psychology of that and tell the person you've tied up, oh, I'm going to leave you in that until your feet get blue or whatever. And that obviously can be just empty threads to create fear play and to create a psychological headspace. But that's definitely a dimension you can use. Yeah, and given how painful it is... um it's going to have an impact on the bottom. I've cried in an Ebby several times. Mm, Yeah, it's definitely (laughs) something that can be very intense. And then on the physical torture side of things, if you want, and with extreme caution, I would say, you can intensify the sensation further by pressing stones or other additional weights onto the back of the person, which is going to make it even more painful. 
Yeah, I kind of like the being trodden on the back, mm-hmm. like a foot on the back. I think it's better if you put your foot on the bottom of the back. On the bottom of the bottom? The bottom, well, above the bottom of the bottom. So the top's foot should go above the bottom of the bottom, <laughs> but not at the top of the bottom. Anyway, the back, the yeah. thoracic, the bottom bit of the back. That would be the lumbar spine. It would. Oh, okay. Yeah, thoracic is the top part of the back, of the bottom. Man. Radio, man. <laughs> All right. So you like being stepped on, is what I you're do. saying. I do, yeah. All right. All right. Sorry, listeners, for our um, babbling. So, so, Maya, what things do you think the EB is less good for? So, really dynamic scenes, I, I don't think it's super good for. We can do a little bit of rocking or flipping, mm-hmm. but if you want to move your bottom all over the place, um, you have a lot of potential for neck injury. And also, it's kind of difficult to move someone around in that position. I suppose waltzing with a shrimp is not easy <laughs> in liver. Yeah. If you want a dancey movie scene, it's probably not your best bet. Right. And it's not for everyone. So there are people who don't like pain with their rope. This mm-hmm. is not a comfortable um, position. There are a few people who seem to enjoy that position, but they were definitely in the minority, I would say. Mm-hmm. And then the suspension. Um, it's not an easy suspension, is it, Fox? It is not because in that position, the body of the person in rope is very concentrated and lifting that concentrated weight can be challenging. You don't have a lot of leverage. Mm. So you will either need some kind of pulley system or you're going to need to deadlift the person and be super careful because you do not want to drop someone who is in that position. I mean, you don't want to drop people in general, but you super especially don't want to drop them when they're in such a vulnerable position yeah really you don't okay and so how have we used it let's um, give the listeners some ideas about how they might be able to use it through our scenes i think maya we mostly use the ebitai at the very start of our experimentation with semenawa rope so torture rope that was our go-to tie for that um at the very start of our rope journey i would say when we were still rope babies yeah, okay. Because it's good to mix with sexy times and with something like caning. Yeah, we did can... we did a lot of caning with the Ebby because as you said, it's quite vulnerable for the bottom and it affords a lot of access to the buttocks, to the thighs, to all those areas that are fun to cane. And talking of which, we did um, an Ebby tie, which I'll put a picture of on the episode notes Mm -hmm. with one of our friends where we were in a hotel room and we kind of tipped her onto her back and tied her to the back of the bed Mm -hmm. and we had indeed a lot of access um, and we used a lot of uh, impact toys on her. Yes that was a very good time and it does seem on average to be more sustainable for the person tied up when you flip them on their back like that right? Yeah I would agree I would agree. And then we've done a couple of suspensions. So let's talk about that for a bit, Maya. How did you feel in that suspension? Well, the face down one that we did was absolutely crazy, exhausting, and I thought I was going to die. So what do you think is the reason why you found it so difficult? Um, Because I think all of the weight um, felt like it was on my neck. So again, I'll put the picture up, Mm -hmm. but imagine that I'm face down and then my legs are hanging off my neck. 
I mean, mm. you don't have to imagine. You can click on the photo and look that at it. That would be easier. Um, and you gave me some um, help by... Was that nice like that? Yeah. By tying a line around my uh, button back. So kind of giving me some support through my back. Mm -hmm. But essentially, a huge amount of weight was on my neck. Okay. So it's really the neck being pulled down that you find challenging. In yeah. That and the back then rounds as well. So it's the whole of your upper back that mm. um, can be challenging. All right, so um, definitely something to look out for. And then we did one more recently, which again, we'll put the uh, picture of where we did a floor tie. Mm -hmm. And then from the floor, you moved it into suspension. Yeah, okay. And how did that feel for you? That was really challenging also. All right. <laughs> Basically, every suspensions are really hard because you're putting a great deal of pressure on your neck. Um, if you choose to anchor through the chest, then I think it will be easier. But still, it's a lot of pressure to have the whole of the bottom half of your body as body weight hanging off your neck. Hmm. So in a nutshell, Abby ties on the floor, easy for the rigger, but need to be careful because a bit risky and a bit intense. Quite a bit harder for the bottom though. Absolutely. And then in suspension, difficult for the rigger and very challenging in your experience as a bottom. In my experience, <laughs> yeah. Maybe other people find it easy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would be very curious to hear what our listeners uh, think about that tie and if they use it a lot and what it feels like to them. So that's all from us at The Rope Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from and come friend us on our FedLife page, which is Rope Podcast. We're also on Instagram now. If you have a question related to rope, we'd love to answer it in one of our future episodes. Drop us a message on FedLife or Instagram. If you like this podcast and would enjoy more episodes, find all the ways to support us on our website, ropepodcast.com. In particular, please consider supporting us directly on our Patreon page. Thanks for listening. And have fun tying.